They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Puck with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. G'day, Matt. How are you going? I'm good, Thomas. How are you? Great to hear your voice. No, what? no. Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you I mean? Don't... That sounded very flat. Come on, mate. This is the new year. We've got to be up and about. Absolutely. No, I wasn't flat about that at all. I was. Okay. I just didn't feel that there might have been as much sincerity in your, um, it's great to hear your voice as what I would have liked. But oh, that's... Matt, it's so good to hear your voice, mate. It's been a while. So what have you been up to? Tell me more, more, more. Well, we had this amazing day a couple of weeks ago, Christmas. Um, that was good fun. You know what? Like, I photographically, I'm we're straight back into it with workshops. Um, I had Karen Dobia at our studio on uh, Saturday running a uh, one light workshop, which was pretty cool. So, the first guest wow. appearance in the studio, which was nice. I read it as you running a Lightroom workshop. I also run Lightroom workshops. Uh, I had a speed light workshop on Sunday myself, but no, Kez ran one separate, completely separate. Right, right. Yeah. A collab. Uh, No, not even a collab, just like just in the space. Oh, she rented the space. Yeah, and guess who came along as well? Who's that? Miss Louise Sedgman was here. Ah, brilliant. It was a whole crew. It was really good fun. Star-studded cast. Star-studded cast, absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You must have been doing something fun though. It's summer, you live at the peninsula, you've been out. Peninsula, yes. You know, hanging, taking photos, socialising with the locals, (laughs) flogging books off at the beach, accosting people out of the waves, going, hey, do you want to buy a snow book? Wait, I mean, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Um, We we actually need to offload a few books now. Mary's um, told me off. She said, no more books. Um, We have four titles available. Just go onto the website, tomputt.com, and shop away. Um, and we now our storage facility is now completely full, so we is can't that, fit any more. Can I ask though? Is that the reason that you're scoping out trips to Antarctica? Because there's plenty of space down there to store your books. <laughs> this is exactly right. We thought we'd put them in uh, in watertight containers and just uh, sink them to the bottom of the ocean. No, that oh. would be polluting. No I way. tell you what, if you can get a photograph of a penguin reading your snow book, that, <laughs> wow, that is going to sell be, your book. That would be gold. You know what? You've given me a few ideas now. Yeah. You're I like them. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. I'll, yeah. I'll credit the photo to you. That's probably yeah, our podcast no, yeah. wrapped up then, isn't it? We've, we've <laughs> okay, see you later. We've inspired yeah. each other doing. and now it's time to uh, to move on and get, get on with life. Um, we have been really – thanks for asking. I have been extremely busy digging, digging, digging and trying to find the best – the, the very best, as my workshop participants always demand, the very best Antarctica experience that we can offer – and I think we're pretty close. I'm, I'm, I'm lining up a Zoom chat with the guy down who's currently down in Antarctica running tours. So I will be oh. uh, speaking to him in the next day or so. Zooming from Antarctica? Zooming from Antarctica to be able to just uh, put the final, um, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's, and then we'll be able to make the, the big announcement. So I'm pretty excited. I, if that all comes off, I'll be very happy because um, it's been – a while coming. We've been looking for quite some time, and I'm talking about years in order to find um, the right the right experience for our clientele, for our beautiful workshop participants who demand nothing but the best. Speaking of demanding the best and having the best experience, are you You're making a cup of tea the there? Best. What's that? Are you making a cup of tea there? <laughs> in, in podcast service. 
<laughs> you know what? We are we are home today. For those um, who are listening in, the the three of you who are, uh, we are recording this on Tuesday. Uh, what is it? The sixteenth, uh, seventeenth of January. It is extremely hot outside today. We have been beaching at this morning down at Gunnamatta. And Ooh, we're back nice. a little bit of a rest. My son Ollie is here, Kiara's here, Mary's here, I'm here. It's a bit of a full household today. So apologies if there is a little bit of ambient noise. Oh, there's two dogs and there's one having a big drink at the moment. Right. So, yes, it's happening. Busy. Uh, boring. Mary just told me it's boring. Move on. Get on. It, with that's it. not, yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, so you've been running your workshops. I've been seeing your face all over Facebook. I know when you're in the swing of it. That's what it's for, isn't it? Facebook is just to put your face on it. There is that, that's where it got its name. Selfies of you left, right, and center. It fills my feed. Oh, look, Matt's run another workshop. Oh, right. look, there's Matt running another workshop. Oh, I, I think you just copy and paste yourself into the same photos, to be honest. I you know, hope that it not only fills your feed, I hope it fills your cup. It fills, it just makes me feel complete. There you go. There you go. No, you know what? I've, I've actually have been on a mission at the moment and it sucks. It is the worst mission ever. And I probably somewhat regret embarking on it. Go on. I have thrown out all of my notes packs <laughs> for all of my workshops. This is big news. We now, need a sound effect here going. Dun, 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 dun. And the worst part is that like the hard bit was not throwing them out that was the regrettable bit because <laughs> rewriting what? notes like and you know you, you always want to better things right you always want to step things up and i just had this moment at the end of the year i was like you know what last year i sort of finished most of my catch-up you know after all the covid stuff and thought no going into 2023 i'm going to rewrite everything going to make it really in-depth thorough like really just get the best notes and you know and, and workshop experience that i can from that perspective and rather than just going, hey, let's go slowly and do one at a time, I was like, nah, let's just do everything. And sure enough, that yeah, meant that the yeah, first few workshops of the year I've run with no notes because oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so nice. I've, got this, um, I've, I've got them there. I just got some images I need to fill in and like they're like 40 pages per per notes pack. It's ridiculous. It's, it's time consuming, isn't it? It's so time consuming. It's They look great, but like, yeah, yeah I'm sort of somewhat regretting it because now every time there's a new workshop, like the first workshop back for the year for that workshop, I've got a deadline to get these new notes done, and it's just, yes. Um, yes. yeah, it's killing me. Not yeah. even slowly, like quite right. quickly, actually. Yeah, right. We uh, we had some feedback from our workshop participants that they would like to have a detailed um, sort of PDF, uh, you know, itinerary, what to bring, you know, mm. where we're staying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which I'm, I'm not, to be honest, been great with in the past. I've obviously supplied all the necessary information, but putting it together in a nice sexy PDF format with photos, etc. Oh, you should it send it fantastic. in like those travel packs, you know, like that you yeah. saw when you go to the travel agent used to give you that little yes. envelope. Yes, correct. So we're providing that. that in an electronic format oh. and um, it takes a lot of time. You've got to find the right photos and then you've got to put in all the details. The right font, you know, the set right the tone. you've got to set the tone. Correct. I might flick it over to you and you could give me some feedback, Matthew. Oh, that? I could. I'm pretty critical though. So, you know, oh, good. toughen that skin up. <laughs> I'm always thicken that skin receptive to your feedback although <laughs> I might not always take it on board no that's all well actually <laughs> one of the first times we met you gave me some very critical feedback so perhaps we shouldn't go there 
I'm oh, used to come it. On. Tom, calling someone a dick is not feedback. <laughs> Please, <laughs> you you didn't just call me that. You, didn't you I? told me off for stealing a bus, remember? Oh, that wasn't the first time I met you, but like, wasn't, well, you know, yeah, and that's not so much like feed. Well, I guess it's feedback. <laughs> I guess it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah anything's feedback me. if you. I'm still yeah. emotionally scarred from it. Let's just face it. That's what I want to say. <laughs> Many therapists what? have heard about the bus. What are we talking about today? Um, well, you came up with a, an interesting topic, um, <laughs> which did. is new. Um, new, new, yep. I think it's an interesting topic because it's kind of not very clear what it is. <laughs> no, like, no, we're, like, we're going to spend the next half an hour talking about something that we really, what the topic is. <laughs> we really don't know what we're talking about. We've got nothing to add and everyone will just go, okay, that was um, yeah. mildly entertaining, but really I learned, I learned nothing. I yeah. Learned, yeah. Well, I don't know that you're going to learn anything because this is kind of prediction territory, isn't it? We're talking about the future of photography. Let's not let's not uh, be or lack thereof. <laughs> if that's the direction you want to go, folks, folks, when when whenever, as you know, always when I say to Matt, let's catch up and do a podcast, he always goes, "Sure." What's the topic? He never, well, rarely comes up with the topic himself. So it's it's all the all the hard yards are left up to me. And I came up with the future of photography, which he sent back an emoji, which was a toilet emoji. So I think that was Matt's view of where photography is going in the future, which I'm not so pessimistic. I think. Really? Well, come on, mate. Let's chat it out. Chat it out. I feel like this is going to be a wrestle it out situation. (laughs) Okay. An arm wrestle. Start in the middle. On the count of three. (laughs) One, two, three, go. Definitely go down the toilet. Um. No, already has gone down the toilet. I think um, now this is not being this is not me being like ultimate pessimism. Photography's dead. We should all give it up. It's more that I, I feel as though the trajectory of photography is going very close to the to the bottom of the toilet bowl, and it will turn around. I'm hoping, and it's not that everyone's doing it, but that sort of the world is kind of coercing it into a very you know dirty little place. I was. More, I think it's the job of a lot of people to bring it back. I was more talking about the technology and the and the exciting future oh, ahead. It's all it's all included. It's okay, all included okay, in my okay, statement. Okay, technology, getting... creativity, it is all in that same bucket. Can I give you an example? Yes, please. Maybe this will make it clearer. And I use this example at my workshop on um, Sunday. We're having lunch and talking about it. Oh yeah. I do a uh, well. I I don't do as much underwater photography as I'd like to anymore, but I do it and i'm so on my facebook feeds and stuff like that um i've got lots of these you know not just great photographers but there's a lot of kind of channels that um promote nothing but underwater photography right so the same way you like you know landscapes of australia or whatever there's a lot of underwater ones and what i've noticed over the last little while is you know go back ages ago and you have like you know photos occasionally with like a free diver in it yeah. Um, so someone not, like snorkeling, not on scuba, and yeah, you know, yeah. it used to be a pretty attractive person, usually female, in a pretty skimpy outfit, in like a <laughs> ray of light underwater, and like that was cool because it was mixed up with all these other photos, and you're like, wow, you know, like the the light in this shot is 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 amazing, and it really has this ethereal feeling, and it's like brings a bit of sexiness to diving, you know. Yeah. So it had a place. Right. What I've noticed recently is more of the Jurassic Park theory happening. Oh. Right, so do you remember in the, not the most recent Jurassic Park, but the previous one, how they had to build a new dinosaur because everyone got sick of the normal dinosaurs? Uh, that one that had like 
ultra big teeth. It was super vicious. It was like right. the Indominus or something like Indominus Rex or something crazy. And it like had right. all sorts of superpowers. Right. So, and they say in the, the show, they're like, it's so sad that, you know, we didn't have dinosaurs. We brought dinosaurs back. They were the best thing ever. And then all of a sudden, like dinosaurs are not good enough. Now we need like super dinosaur. Yep. And I feel like in my my feed at the moment, what's happening is you've got photographs, like amazing photographs of whales and sharks and turtles and like incredible scenes that most people would just be like, holy shit, I'd love to be able to see that. Yep. But instead, it's the animal, incredible, but then what's in the foreground, basically naked female freediver. Right. In every single photograph. Right. As though like... Those animals are not good enough anymore. You know what we need? Tits and ass. <laughs> you know? And it's just, it, it feels a bit dirty. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's where some people are choosing to take it, which I, I don't agree on. But mm. I feel like more and more of it is... Um, well, I think that's the influence mm. of, say, Instagram that's caused that, don't you? I do, absolutely. That's, that's sort of like saying, hey, let's make it real for people rather than it just be... What are you eating, by the way, Matthew? I'm having ice blocks in water. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm very exciting like that. That's very <laughs> healthy of you. Wow, that's very cleansing. Cleansing. Yeah, it's very. It's actually delicious. I've I got think... a little bit of lemon in there too. Oh, nice. Mm. Oh, wow. There's a little squeeze on the side. (laughs) You love a bit of squeeze on the side, don't you? (laughs) Speaking of tits and ass. (laughs) That's just this podcast. Terrible. We'll get banned off Apple and all the rest of them for sexist remarks and using profanities. But um, I think uh, that's just the bad influence of, um, you know, Instagram. i tell you what, Instagram. Mm. There's another, there's a topic for another occasion whereby... Um, a, all these people who have a lot of followers must be really pissed if they haven't if they haven't capitalized on their followers, they never will be able to because, for example, I went onto f- an account the other day that has 150 followers, 150,000, I should say. Was it your account, Tom? 150,000 followers and they're getting like, three likes or th- three hearts mm. or three comments on a on a post and I went mm, that's unusual I wonder what's going on there and I went back about four or five years and noticed that there was like 50 100 comments on their on their um, post on their past posts right so Instagram, you're suggesting oh, they're getting they're getting worse it's just not it's just not pushing it out to the people anymore oh well that's the thing isn't it like um but but I think if you put if you put a naked person in the foreground, <laughs> I suspect you would get pushed out there. You know what, Matt? We would have far more followers on Instagram and Facebook if we just got our tops off every now and again, I think. <laughs> and can you imagine how much we'd get shot down? Apparently it's okay for others to do it, but for you and I being male. Not oh, like- I get my fair share of requests, but, <laughs> you know. Maybe maybe it's, maybe it's an age thing, Tom. Maybe maybe the photos that I send you privately, sh- I should be sharing publicly. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. No, Please don't. So what, where we're going with it is the future photography. Yeah. The reason I think that this whole like you know um, g-string wearing free diver in front of a whale situation yes, actually get, plays into everything, including the technology part. Let's get back to that. Is that <laughs> it? If you think about it, what for most people, photography has, and when I say for most people, that's a huge generalization, but for, for most yes. people, I think 
People take photos, yes, because they enjoy it, but they also want the validation of others. And as you've just said, there's people on Instagram with 150,000 followers who are getting three comments because Instagram's decided not to show them anywhere. Yeah. So what ends up happening is in order to keep up with the Joneses and to get that validation, what's happening is people have changing what they shoot. Um, and yes. therefore, the technologies are being developed around this mentality. And yeah. so... As an example, you know, like I do a lot of research before these podcasts. I don't know about you, Tom. Um, I, Matt, I've spent all day on this, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but here's the thing, though. What you find when you when you do search for the future of photography and what everyone's blogging and writing about, there's kind of like two things that, that happen. You've got these, most of it's about AI and camera smarts because, yep. you know, and, and a lot of people are actually talking about 3D photography becoming more of a thing. So at the moment, we've got 360 cameras, which shoot, you know, a virtual reality situation they're now talking about saying well they're actually going to start shooting in 3d so you can literally have a 3d projected image and you can walk around the image kind of thing like wow. full yeah. VR stuff. Yeah, um, right. and i sort of go that will tick a box for people's like instant gratification thing but the point of a photograph is not to let people look around the photo in three dimensions that would be them traveling there <laughs> the point of a photograph is to actually create a composition that tells a story and if you have to do it in three dimensions you no longer have a composition what you have is just a, a snapshot of that spot right and so i think that the technologies that they're talking about smarter cameras ai um you know all of this it, it's making photography easier which is not a problem i've got nothing against the easier part but they're putting novelty into it and turning it from or, or losing the purpose of why people traditionally yeah. shot photos. Yeah, I think I think once I think once novelty kicks in, it starts losing its um, meaning. As you, mm. as you know, it's more about the technology as opposed to the meaning behind the photograph. For example, you know, like I guess um, when any new technology comes on board, let's talk about you know um, the graphics in you know cartoons slash you know movies. When you know years ago. Um, we thought it was exciting to put, um, I remember, what was the name? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Was that the one? Uh, yeah, where that was like a 2D cartoon mixed with people. That's it. Yeah, we, yeah. And, and at the time it was a revolutionary. We look back on it now and go, oh, my God, that's just tacky. So I think it, it, it irons itself out in the end. I think at the end of the day it's a matter of finding its place. And, and, and as I said, you know, we, we tend to sort of show our interests and, and whether it tends to stay or not. Who knows? Just depends on what people want. So, yeah, but you know, um, it can be well accepted too. After it's not, let's look at the technology. You know, of Facebook, for example, when check-ins first came about, I remember there being a big stink about you checking in on Facebook because that actually showed somebody that you were at a particular location. And who would ever do that? That's an invasion of privacy. <laughs> And I don't know about you, but my teenage kids have their Snapchat on and their location set and they know where all of their friends are. They go away on holidays and they go, oh, I didn't know that Aaron was uh, up in Byron Bay as well. Oh, I'll catch up with him because he's, got, a, he's got his location set and they all know where they're at. On their absolutely. Snapchat, you know? And it is a different um, mindset though, isn't it? Like that's a different generation thing. Like I don't think my mum would be doing that in a hurry. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like or I'm not probably going to do that in a hurry. This is true. This is true. Well, but, that, but it is interesting though, like because you say, as you say with the technologies, we do get used to it, and then that changes the, the playing field. But there's something I find really fascinating with photography, and that is that it, technologically, it hasn't changed all that much. 
Well, like the, the output hasn't changed. I, I, I don't know. I reckon if you brought Peter Dombrovskis back from the dead, he'd probably go, oh, my God, this is unreal what you guys are playing with these days, you know. He'd go out of the field as a landscape photographer, spend a week out there with 20 sheets of film, if that, and have to be very selective about how he photographs. And now we have these amazing cameras that shoot, um, you know, captures that are just as good, if not better, than the film he was using. And we can shoot thousands of photos in a week, not just uh, 20. I, I think they'd be um, saying we live in pretty special times, to be honest. I, I guess I'm not talking maybe about the um, the way that we capture them. I'm totally talking more about photography as the end product. Right. So if you think about a shot, like a Dombrovsky shot, and then you think about like a Cam Blake shot, for instance. Oh, right? They're, they're the one and the same. They're basically the same. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> you'd like to think so. <laughs> Come on. But um, you, you, know, you, like you can you can use that as a quote for your next book if you'd like. Um, yeah. But the I'm thinking more along the lines of if you put a Dombrovsky on the wall and then you put a photo that someone's taken from a digital camera on the wall and yeah. it was you know shot in a in a artistic way that was you know painterly, for instance. Um, yes, there'll be an image quality difference, um, more than likely, but the actual medium, the way that a, a viewer or an audience member experiences that photo hasn't changed over time, really. Like, even if you think about Facebook versus a print, yeah, different medium, but ultimately you're still looking at a flat, two-dimensional medium that needs to be interpreted, you know? and. Yeah. I think that where the technologies are starting to go is a little different. They're talking, you know, take even 360 cameras, which are prolific now, um, and no longer as a photographer, if you're doing 360 stuff, you're not, your role is no longer to give people an amazing composition. Your role is almost like um, you're, a, you're a Sherpa to Why bring that person you know, digitally to a location and let them look around. You are being very negative. Why couldn't it be a fantastic location or fantastic composition that is also three-dimensional why can't you have your cake and eat it too well because the oh so the three-dimensional technology they're talking about is not like you know that typical kind of you know if you move your phone a bit it kind of like has a parallaxing effect we're talking about three-dimensional from the sense of you take a shot with a put a vr headset on and you can walk around the shot so it's not a composition anymore yeah, I think that's what I'm sort of saying is like if you imagine someone's just transporting you in virtual reality to that spot, they're not actually creating the experience for you. They're just facilitating a digital experience. Right. Well, it's up to you Very to have deep, isn't amazing. it? Very deep. You're <laughs> lost. <laughs> lost most of our audience. On I know. Oh. We lost them at hello, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> hello. I tell you what I'm excited about is is even some of this current stuff that I'm using, um, whereby I think we're going to see more wireless charging. You, I think you read the same articles that I yeah. did preparing for this. I love the idea of wireless charging your, your technology, um, phones, cameras, etc. I mean, for example, when we were down on the Franklin with my friend, shall not be named, um, just a few months ago, we were wondering about how we were going to charge our camera batteries. And, of course, you can now take your um, Signet power bank or whatever power bank you're using, um, using a USB-C uh cord you can now plug it straight into your camera and charge your camera battery via your uh, power bank which is awesome technology which is new for me maybe i've been using too many old school cameras but uh that's been awesome um have you seen the new batteries that have been released 
which ones go? So ProMaster this week released batteries that have a built-in USB-C port, USB-C port. Yes. Um, and you can plug the battery directly into a USB-C cable and charge the battery with no actual charger. What's that, it charging off? Has well, it been like a, well, the way that you charge a power bank or a phone, you know, yep. you just plug it into the wall, USB-C. Yep. The battery itself has got a USB-C port on it. So yes. you can have 10 batteries and rather than, you know, I, I love the fact that oh, yeah. you say you can plug your phone into a power bank, so your camera into a power bank and charge it. But that does kind of tie up your camera whilst you're shooting. Um, yep. The joy of this is that, you know, you could get those little solar panels um, that you, you hang off your hiking bag yeah, um, and you don't need a, an inverter, like a, you don't need a power supply, um, like a, an AC power supply with a charger. Literally, the battery is its own charger. So you just plug yep. the cable into the battery, and I'm yep. like, how portable is that? Yeah, like, think about yep. how many times you've been stuck on a shoot and you go, oh, I'm running out of batteries. Being able to just stick it in your bag and yep. have it charge on its own—that's pretty yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's see, these are the exciting things we need to look forward to. Oh, um, definitely. Mode, <laughs> I think it's a the, the reason I get hooked up on like the the the. The other part is because I think is, you know, the type of person who would potentially listen to a podcast like this or be involved in photography the way that we are, it is a different purpose in photography. We're not there to try and just, you know, like get an Instagram story going. Generally speaking, we're taking photos because we love the process yeah, and, you know, love being out there and love doing it and it happens to produce really good shots sometimes. Um, yeah. But I think it's so important that, you know, if you're learning photography or you're a professional photography, that we're aware that this other market, which is the vast majority of the 7 billion people on the planet, they're doing something different with it. And it's so easy to get distracted, like gravitating towards what's everyone doing, what's everyone liking, what's everyone, you know, um, creating that's being popular. And sort of you can, I find myself sometimes shifting, you know, unwittingly towards you know, towards that popularity contest rather than just being like, well, hold on, what what do I love and what makes me tick? And I think by calling it out and sort of saying like, this is where it's going and is that really a good thing? It makes you go, no, you've got to appreciate, you know, the the, the, the version of photography that we're more accustomed to. Yeah, and I agree. I, I resonate with you when you say calling it out because I think there will be a movement against those sorts of things where we say, hold on, that's taking it too far or mm. that's, we're not going in the right direction there. And there will hopefully be enough people that sort of stand up and say, nah, that's not where we want to go with that. But that's, and, it's, it's, there's, there's, uh, there's technology always wanting to push things forward in order to either make a dollar or to make things better for us. But then there's... There's always going to be those technologies that, or, or those things that we do that look at that we we want to stay true to and that serve our purpose without having to have the latest and greatest. Let me say, for example, vinyl records. You know, which have, mm. have had a huge renaissance. Film that film cameras that are now coming back into vogue. Um, you know, we don't need you know the latest or the greatest number of megapixels in our cameras anymore. You know, having a camera that works well for us that takes a decent photograph is pretty much all we need. You know, and the camera companies are obviously scrambling um, in order to make something bigger and better or uh, more attractive. Usually, smaller so, and better. But. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> something that is more enticing, so that we're spending money with them all the time. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that's that's hard for them. Um, Absolutely. I I I love where we're going with things like um, the AI technology, um, both good and bad. Did you see that article I posted on my Facebook um, a few weeks ago about the AI technology creating art? Yeah, I didn't see your post, but I have been shown a... Um, that video? 
I've been shown a, uh, a demonstration actually by my brother-in-law um, from one of the websites that creates stuff, like generates stuff. Yeah, there's, so there's this technology. I'll post it in our show notes on the Facebook group for anyone who's interested. I'll post that video that actually, uh, you know, you just type in what you want that art to contain in terms of subject matter or mood or colours or feel or what have you. And the AI technology creates it for you. Um, and it's not... I don't particularly understand how it works. I probably need to go back and look at that video again. It's not just pulling stuff from the archives. It's making it up itself. It's it's quite weird and wonderful. Um, and, of course, there's all sorts of copyright issues around that in terms of what people choose to create. You know, if they're saying, oh, can you make me a photo just like Monet's and it ends up being, you know, too close to home, is that a problem or it's drawing on artistic work that um, is clearly plagiarized so um now tom just before you go on are you um are you stroking your microphone at the moment i'm not doing anything different to what i was before oh it sounds like oh. there's a bit of a wind coming like a little bit of a breeze <laughs> yes, there is um i'll turn the uh air conditioning down a little bit no 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 we're not turning that <laughs> We did a um, – yeah, because I, I had we were chatting about this, right, because I know that a lot of people um, in the video space, you can also do it now where if you need a, a piece of stock footage, you can get AI to create the stock footage from scratch. Amazing. So you just say, I need a 15-second clip of a monkey in a tree eating a banana with a dragon, yep. and it will just generate it. And what's quite cool when you go onto these websites is you, you type it in, as you say, and then it will give you like 10 options. Um, and you choose what the most accurate option for your request was, and that's how it learns. So the more people that type stupid things into there and then actually yes. select the option, the smarter the thing gets. But, you know, I, I kind of come back a bit to what you were saying about, you know, vinyl records and, and film cameras and stuff like that because um, in all the articles I read this afternoon around future photography, because, I'm, I, you know, we've all got our own opinions, but that's not, you know, that's not always the, the greatest way to look at it. You know, the future of photography is not going to happen because you or I think something. It's going to happen because, you know, a, a hundred million people thought it. <laughs> and so um, flicking through those, what's interesting is one of the most consistent things in there is vintage photography returning um, yeah. in a big way. And I think that when you consider why people take photos, that just instantly answers the future of photography. I think that the people who take photos because they want to be creators and influencers and you know sell their bodies on on the internet for money, those people are going to do, be using the, the technologies that can create the most realistic situation or unrealistic situation, I guess, or experience for people. You know, they all they want to do is impress people short term. They know it's a constant thing they got to keep up with, and it's it's this constant creation of content. For photographers, though. What's really interesting is why we take photos. And I think it comes down to what we said earlier. You, we don't take shots because, you know, I need a photograph of, you know, dragon's head down the peninsula. You take photos of dragon's head down the peninsula because there is something glorious about standing on the, the rock ledge at sunrise with the water in front of you and the, the breeze and the light and, you know, the, the camera and actually getting your settings right and that, that gratification that you did it. And it's sort of like I don't think humans by nature really get any joy out of instant gratification. I think it's sort of um, it's, it's it's like a false dopamine hit. You know, we yeah. don't, we get real gratification out of when we achieve something, and it's it's the little things in life. You know, the nailing a photo, it's you know doing a piece of writing, you know, or 
doing a painting or a drawing, like they're not going to actually go anywhere. They're not going to affect anyone else's life, generally speaking. They're not going to, you know, have any impact on the world, but there's something really satisfying about doing it yourself. Um, you know, you, you, if you think about even like wall art, um, you know, you could go to Ikea and buy $10, buy an entire, you know, canvas collection <laughs> of wall art. But the majority of people don't do that because it, it, there's no nothing gratifying about having, you know, that mass-produced piece on the wall. And I think as the technology changes with things like AI, it's going to be pretty hard to go, oh, yeah, cool, that's an amazing piece of art. How would you get that? Oh, I just Googled it and selected it from one of eight. Like, <laughs> it's not a story that people want to tell about art. Right. Yeah, so, it's a good point. It's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that... Um, uh, that technology will be around, but when we talk about what's the future of photography, I'd probably clarify that with like what, the future of what kind of photography, you know, yeah. because there's so many different types. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Fabulous. Well, it's an interesting, it's it's going to be interesting to see what comes of it all, isn't it? Watch, yeah. this, watch this space. I mean, it's where oh. we're, go on. Can I add something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this on the weekend as well at Kez's workshop, right? So Karen Doby, a great portrait photographer. And yes. you've, you've got a history in portraiture as well, Tom, so you, you'll resonate with this. Yes. And I work with a lot of corporate people, who corporate clients who, who are not portraits so much as they're shots of people. Um, would you agree that um, a good portrait has very little to do with the photographer's camera and settings and, and that a good portrait or a, a, a staple of a or mark of a good portrait photography is actually their way of bringing out the person. Yeah, I think it's a showing off the personality of the person and it's a lot about probably composition and light as opposed to sort of technical skills in terms of, you know, shutter speed and aperture and what camera you're using. Mm. And I guess I say that because when we talk about the future of photography as well, it's really easy to forget that what makes an amazing portrait is that you know, that person didn't look like that when you walked in the room. You as a photographer had to have an interaction with them and, you know, get them comfortable and, you know, make them smile or make, you know, bring out that melancholic, you know, um, emotion or whatever it is that you've captured in that portrait. Yep. That didn't just happen and you took a snap of it. That's photojournalism. They just document stuff, you know. Yep. But portrait photographers classically, you know, they don't just document things. They actually you know, through the use of language and, you know, um, timing and things, they actually bring out an emotion in a person to then capture on the camera. And I don't know that that's something that these futuristic sort of AI things will, will do. You know, I mean, short of Photoshop's new tools, that the neural filters where you can change someone's facial expression. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that it's that scary for, for photographers. I think the future is actually going to, if anything, it's probably going to make us realise how much um, how much importance we need to put on the, the actual creator as opposed to the technology. Right, right. The, mm. the, the technology is just um, some little tools that we can play with on the side if we wish. But at the end of the day, the fundamentals are still the same. Yeah, exactly right. Like a landscape, you can't get, you know, a, a computer could tell you where to go statistically speaking where should you go to get the best sunset with the best cloud cover and the best composition and things like that but it'll be the nuance of not just capturing it but then what edit do you put into that to really bring out that story that'll be the difference between you know an ai version of it and a you know and a, a classically composed version of it yeah yeah mm. 
deep Interesting stuff, stuff Matthew. Deep Thank stuff. you. Wow, deep. I feel like I should have had a, a gin and tonic, a double gin and tonic on hand to um, keep up with that conversation today. You it were... was. It got, got intense. <laughs> yeah. Very intense. Thanks for joining us, everybody. If you've got any more comments that you'd like to add, please jump onto our Facebook group. Matt and Tom's excellent podcast and just add a little comment there. We'll, we'll be posting this podcast obviously there. That's perhaps how you've come to listen to us in the first place and give us your two cents worth about where you feel the future of photography might be heading and what you're excited about. Yeah. And we'd love to uh, hear more. And of course, if you'd like to suggest any future topics that you'd like us to chat about here on the podcast, we'd love to hear about them. So please let us know. And um, that way we can make it listenable for everybody and exciting to catch up with us on a fortnightly basis. Isn't that right, Matthew? That is the plan. Fortnightly. How are we going so far? Are we going okay with that? Uh, is this our first one for the year? Oh, sort of. Yeah, I guess we sort so, of missed it by three days, didn't it's we? It's the 17th of, right, yeah. we've got some catching up to do. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be uh, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. as we're recording here now. That, um, that would definitely not work. For okay, there you go. Um, there you go. I'm, I'm pretty confident, Tom, that um, that this is normally my time. I'm in the bath, so at three p.m. on a Tuesday, it's a good time to be in the bath. Can I be honest? Any time's a good time to be in the bath, but I can't see what work do you do that you're, you're allowed to be in the bath at three p.m. on a Tuesday? Uh, well, um, that's, that's just, I'm honestly, um, the, I floored you. You see, you're lost yeah, for words. I'm lost for yeah. words because now I have yeah. to think about my job title. No and, um, justification. Yeah, I'm just it. creating my OnlyFans content. All right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, like the and subscribe. The conversation has gone full circle. Perhaps that's where we should end it. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Good see night. Bye.